What's going on, guys? Macho Man Maddie Savage back after a week off, returning from a beautiful sunny Jamaica. Uh, so I did take last week off, but I am back this week to give you another Monday Night Raw recap. It's pretty simple, guys, if this is your first time tuning in. It's three hours of Monday Night Raw wrapped up in 15 minutes' time. Um, nice, quick, simple podcast. If you missed out on Monday Night Raw, if you were watching the NBA playoffs, or if you just weren't watching in general, this is what you tune into this recap for, and I'm going to bring that noise. So let's jump into uh, how Monday Night Raw kicks off this week, kicking off with the celebration of 20 years of Randy Orton, um, a big milestone for him. He's been in this industry for over two decades now. Um, so Riddle kicks off in the ring, a great video package promoted by WWE, highlighting some of the greatest moments in Randy Orton's 20-year career. Um from uh, being the legend killer to the Viper to where he's at today with RK Bro, uh, WWE uh, on a consistent basis, I cannot give them enough credit. They are so damn good at putting these video packages together. Um, but this leads to Randy Orton coming out on the mic, uh, talking about his incredible career. But he does mention that he hopes the fans aren't getting sick of him because he's not planning to go anywhere anytime soon. Um, one thing of note, most of the roster was actually at ringside for this, which was uh, a little bit outside of typical booking. Um, e even the likes of Veer Mahan, who's been on Monday Night Raw just destroying everybody in his path, was uh, was at ringside for this celebration and even pounded Randy Orton on his way into the ring. So um, an interesting aspect that they added to this uh, opening segment, but it all transitioned into what's going to end up being our main event later on in the show. Um, so first up, Ezekiel makes his way into the ring. Uh, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes gets a grand entrance, uh, hugs Randy Orton. Uh, the Usos make their way out. Kevin Owens makes his way out. And again, he's still convinced that Ezekiel is Elias. Um, but basically what this all transitions into is your typical heel versus face eight-man tag. And it is announced by Adam Pearce to close out this opening segment. So... Uh, main event of the evening, the Usos, Seth freaking Rollins, and Kevin Owens taking on RK-Bro, Ezekiel, and Cody Rhodes. So uh, a, a good opening segment highlighting the career of Randy Orton for sure. Um, and not surprised to see that they're kind of combining some storylines uh, to have in your main event of the evening. Next up, the hometown uh, Queen Bianca Belair, your current Raw Women's Champion, she puts that title on the line against uh, WWE official Sonya Deville. So this one takes a couple of twists and turns. Uh, first off, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair just is running this match, and Sonya Deville gets counted out. But that's not how it's going to end. Sonya Deville gets on the mic. She pushes her uh, authority and says that the match will continue as no countout. Then, Bianca Belair is hit with a chair by Sonya Deville. Ref calls for the bell. You know, it's a disqualification. But no, that's not how it's ending. Uh, Sonya Deville gets back on the mic and says that this is now a no disqualification match. And then it gets even a little crazier than that because out comes Carmella and Queen Zelina. Yeah, you remember that tag team that they kind of broke up on the Raw after Mania a couple weeks back? I guess it's not happening anymore because they were uh they were in on this with uh Sonya Deville to try to take out Bianca Belair I don't really know but it is what it is I guess 
but nevertheless, this transitioned into Bianca Belair overcoming all the odds and finishing off Sonya Deville for a triumphant victory to retain that title in her hometown. So uh, congratulations to Bianca Belair. Uh, definitely not surprising that they wouldn't pull the title off her at this point. Um, I think she's in for a very lengthy run for sure. Next up, I was mentioning Veer shortly, uh, and he once again continues his path of destruction. This week, he takes on the jobber, Sam Smothers. Yeah, this lasted all of about 30 seconds, and Veer Mahan with another dominant victory. Now we get an arm wrestling match, guys. We've seen this happen on Monday Night Raw before, and this the latest matchup is Omos versus Bobby Lashley in a true test of strength. Um, so a very quiet crowd it seemed behind this uh entire arm wrestling match which was a little longer than i actually anticipated uh they kind of really tried to sell that this is a, a real arm wrestling match and these guys are going at it for a solid minute to two minutes so um and all of this is bobby lashley comes out on top he gets the victory in this arm wrestling match over omas so that's his second win over omas um but this led to Omos destroying Bobby Lashley, even with the arm wrestling setup um, to, to close out this segment. So uh, fast forwarding quickly to the later on in the evening, there was a backstage promo with uh, MVP and Omos where Omos has officially challenged Bobby Lashley to a, a rematch, one-on-one uh, -on -one match here at WrestleMania Backlash. So we knew that that one was coming. I'm not really surprised at all. Uh, arm wrestling match. Hey, you're trying to keep a, a feud going. You're trying to build Bobby Lashley as a babyface. I'm not sure how it's going as of yet, to be honest with you. Um, I think Bobby Lashley thrives better on the mic as a heel compared to what I've seen thus far um, in this babyface role. But again, it's still early on in the run. So uh, let's see how it continues to play out over the coming weeks and even months. Real quick, 24-7 title, worst part that I hate talking about. Uh, Reggie and Dana Brooke versus Tamina and Akira Tozawa. I feel like I'm a broken record talking this mixed tag match. But this week, it's Tamina and Akira Tozawa that pick up the win. Uh, some 24-7 championship shit happens after. Uh, but Dana Brooke's still your champion. Let's just keep moving. Now we get the return of Becky Lynch, who has not been seen since losing her Raw Women's Championship to Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. She makes her return, and uh, she's she's clearly distraught and upset. She talks about how uh, she has hit rock bottom, and it looks like she's about to just drop the mic and walk off, but then she grabs that mic back and says, I mean, if I've hit rock bottom, it's only up from here, and you guys are going to be on this journey, this legendary comeback of Becky Lynch, where she's going to regain that Raw Women's Championship from Bianca Belair and then hold it forever. Um, so she, she, she kind of twists back into this uh, the Becky Lynch that we've been seeing uh, when she was the Raw Women's Champion. Uh, she mentions that no one is able to stop her, and then that cues up the surprise return of Asuka. So Asuka has been out of action for months now. I, I'm not even sure. I want to say six-plus months that we haven't seen Asuka, but she's finally back, and she makes it clear that she is going to be the one that stops Becky Lynch because nobody is ready for Asuka. So... Uh, Becky Lynch runs off, segment kind of ends there, but the seeds have been planted, and we've we've seen this in the past, Becky Lynch versus Asuka, but 
I'm not upset seeing this once again because this is going to be some quality wrestling uh, from two of the top superstars over on this Raw brand. So welcome back, Becky Lynch, even though you weren't gone for long, but welcome back, Asuka, um, a, a great piece that is going to be added to that Raw women's division. Next up, we get Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. So just want to highlight the entrance of Damian Priest alongside Edge and their stable, which has now been deemed Judgment Day. So you remember that old WWF, WWE pay-per-view Judgment Day? That's now the, the name of Edge's group here. Um, and aside from that, Edge uh, sitting on his throne with Damian Priest alongside him they're actually, uh, it, it was actually a chair on a small track that was moving down the ramp. So uh, a really interesting entrance for Edge. I, I think it fit him very well for this new character that he's uh, he's been developing over the past couple months. And uh, again, Damian Priest, he, he's, uh, he, he's, he's 100% alongside Edge here. And we've seen Priest versus Finn Balor in the United States title picture. And now... Obviously, this is a uh, it's it's become personal, and they're out to set the judgment for uh, Finn Balor. Yeah, I'm a little confused still on that, I guess, but um, definitely loving what I'm hearing and seeing from Edge uh, in his weekly promos. No AJ Styles this week. Um, probably selling some of the injuries that he may have sustained from the attack that they that he got backstage last week from Edge and Priest. But uh, back to this match. Finn Balor and Damian Priest. It's Damian Priest that picks up the win after uh, Finn Balor went over to the top and he was distracted by Edge, who was just he 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 sat at the top of the ramp in his throne for pretty much the whole match, and then he stood up and it, I guess that distracted Finn Balor enough. I, I don't really know why or how, but it distracted him enough to uh, fall into the hands of Damian Priest for a choke slam and then his new finisher for the one two three. So. Edge and Damian Priest rolling. Uh, Finn Balor, man, he has fallen off the top of that mountain, especially even since he's lost that United States championship. So uh, hopefully something comes of him uh, in the future, maybe a, a Bullet Club reunion with AJ Styles to maybe take on Edge and Damian Priest at an upcoming pay-per-view. Maybe they'll go down that route. Um, but either way, Finn Balor struggling to find his ground here on Monday Night Raw. Next up, we get Miz TV with the new United States champion, Theory. And uh, this was uh, an, an interesting Miz TV where Miz was kind of supporting the fact that Theory is the new United States champion. They're both heels here, so they're both kind of stroking each other's egos and uh, building each other up as being credible guys in the industry, especially Miz, who's been around for um, over a decade now. Uh, but this queued up the return of Mustafa Ali. Yes. Remember that guy that picked, a, picked up his ball and went home? Yeah, that guy. He's back. And Theory and Miz actually made note of that um, when Ali first got on the mic, mentioning that they were surprised that he still had a job, and they called him the guy that took his ball and went home. And damn it, they weren't wrong. Um, but... Ali came out and he's staking his claim of wanting an opportunity at the United States champion theory, uh, which theory kind of turns down and shrugs off um, a little bit of jabbering back and forth. Theory is actually on his phone texting Mr. McMahon and makes a match official between the Miz and Mustafa Ali. And the Miz is not happy about it, but 
that's just what's happening because Theory manipulated the situation, got himself out of harm's way, and led to our next match, the Miz versus Ali. And before the match, uh, Miz says to him, you know, after I'm done with this match with you, I'm going to make it clear. Uh, I'm going to make you wish that you got your uh, your termination papers when you first asked for them. So um, not much of a, a reaction from the crowd. Maybe they just didn't know the situation for Mustafa Ali. But nevertheless, he is back um, as a baby face. He's back to what he was, I want to say, two, three years ago. But uh, the match between Miz and Ali was a great back and forth encounter. Uh, probably even maybe the match of the night, to be honest with you. Um, and Ali picks up the win via roll-up. So they're, they're trying to save the Miz by having him lose via roll-up to, to kind of consider it an upset, I guess, to lose to Ali. Um, but the other thing I want to mention here is what happens after the match. As Ali is going up the ramp and celebrating his victory over the Miz, he is just bulldozed by Champa. Yeah, Tommaso Champa, who's now lost his first name as well. He is now going by just Champa which is fine. I, I mean, I think I've been calling him Champa throughout, but it uh, looks like he is going to play a heel role on Monday Night Raw. He's been kind of highlighted over on main event, which nobody watches uh, since being called up to the main roster, but it looks like he's finally setting his footprint on Monday Night Raw, and it is by turning heel and attacking uh, Mustafa Ali to close out this segment. So uh, a lot of different routes that they can go here with the United States Championship, you know, uh, Champa will probably stake his claim and want, wanting an opportunity as well. Or he's just going to feud with Mustafa Ali and maybe a number one contenders match. You've got The Miz who can kind of go back into that picture as well. Um, so a lot of opportunities on the horizon for new champion theory, who obviously uh, got out of harm's way and didn't have to deal with any of this this week. Now our main event, guys, that... Eight-man tag that I had mentioned, Cody Rhodes, Ezekiel, and RK Bro versus Seth freaking Rollins, Kevin Owens, and the Usos. And again, this was all about uh, progressing separate storylines. Obviously, the Raw and Tag Team title unification is going to happen at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, Kevin Owens has been tied up with Ezekiel, who he still believes is Elias. And Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes are going to have their rematch at WrestleMania Backlash as well. So, uh a great way to kind of combine these feuds together. And again, the, the name of this podcast is celebrating 20 years of Randy Orton. And that is the man that just drops RKO's on everybody to close out this match and pick up the win for his team. Um, great RKO onto one of the Usos off the top rope. Uh, man, Randy Orton, 20 years of RKO's. And I hope he can bring us another 20 more because he he's having the time of his life right now as he mentioned in the, the initial opening segment, and picking up the win here for his team to close out Monday Night Raw and to send the fans home happy. Um, again, 20 years, Randy Orton. Love to see it. Uh, my rating for Monday Night Raw this week, I'm going with a B-. minus. Um, I'm ticking it down just a bit. I think that um, th there was a lot of good progression. Nice to see some returns. Uh, you know, Becky Lynch is back. Oscar's back. Uh, Mustafa Ali, Champ is finally going to be a presence on Monday Night Raw. Rhea Ripley is a heel. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of moving pieces going on, um, and I'm I'm excited for WrestleMania Backlash coming in just under two weeks time now. Uh, they've got one more, I believe, Monday Night Raw to build. Yeah, one more Monday Night Raw to build the final build for that pay per view. 
a premium live event. So looking forward to that. Uh, guys, if you like what you're listening to, it's really simple. Make sure you follow me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, um, as it is distributed by Anchor. Again, hit me with the like, turn on that bell, uh, leave me a review. It's all greatly appreciated. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to yet another Monday Night Raw recap. I am the Macho Man, Maddie Savage, and I will talk to you all next week.